This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sunday evening checklist. Meal prep done, clothes laid out, and your fantasy NFL team picked for Paddy Power Fantasy's massive £3 million prize pot fantasy game. First place wins a million pounds. And because Paddy Power Fantasy games last only as long as the game week, we'll have a winner by this Monday. You could pay someone to lay out your clothes on Sundays. Only £9 to enter and last entry by 6pm Sunday. Paddy Power Fantasy. Hate waiting, love winning. Paddy Power Fantasy rules apply. 18plusbegumbleaware.org Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show presented by Paddy Power Fantasy. Happy Friday, everybody. It's our week four preview show coming your way and a terrific guest joining us here at ESPN HQ making his season debut, his show debut, and it is bound to be a goodie. Hugh Woosencroft coming up very, very shortly. We'll get into all the matchups this weekend. We'll talk about player holdouts as well. Hugh works for TalkSport, Sky Sports, really, really smart broadcaster, so I'm keen to get into a number of different things with him. Don't forget our Saturday daily fantasy show drops tomorrow morning. Me and the OG getting you ready for your daily fantasy game this Sunday. Big shout out to our sponsors, Paddy Power Fantasy. Appreciate their love. Appreciate your love as well, gang. Thanks to everybody for subscribing. Uh, wherever you're listening to us, Stitcher had us on the homepage in the US this week, so props to them as well. Appreciate all the reviews you've been leaving on iTunes and all the different podcatchers too, so thank you very much for that. Shout out to Alex and Tom on the social media as well. If you're not getting involved there, at the NC Show all week long, seven days a week, 365. Loads of great content going out there, including bonus video uh, which you can also find on espn uk's youtube channel so lots going on all right then enough housekeeping let's get this show on the road a week four preview special you welcome to the show making your, your debut <laughs> what are we what kind of debut are we hoping for are we hoping for a danny dimes type debut or a, a nate peterman <laughs> type debut? I'm, 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 hoping, I'm hoping for a strong mm. solid start where people say this guy's got potential for the future <laughs> but i don't okay. i don't want headlines let's put it that way smart just got slightly under the radar yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, the, keep the, my place the sharps sort of were spotted it <laughs> well let's uh, any new guests we established nfl credits just in terms of are you a new fan an old fan your team i want to get that out of yeah. your early doors i'm a new england patriots fan unbelievable yeah ba- basically when i was a kid i've got a lot of family in north america which is essentially why i got into uh, nfl quite young but also i played rugby as well so big fan of contact sports rugby union rugby league i think a lot of rugby players like american football as well just for the big hits and stuff and um we were so young i was maybe about 10 or 11 years old my cousins are uh, about 10 years older we were making jokes about what team they're big buffalo bills fans and essentially we're like new england patriots has the word england in it and I was like, okay. And they were like, you can support New England Patriots. And I was like, okay. Um, so what, what, this was around the start of the Belichick era and before that, right? Pre-Belichick. Oh God, how am I now? Seven, yeah, yeah, seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's probably just before. So you timed it to perfection. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I think that the sort of 
prognosis was you should you should support a team that's not going to be that good in the, <laughs> the Patriots yeah, um, yeah. we're the Bills and we'll be a lot better was yeah, sort right. of what they were thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. it didn't really pan out the way they hoped <laughs> um, no, it it, it's an awkward one to, to an awkward team to follow obviously from being a Brit because of the success and it's also it's almost like when you get into the NFL and a sport that's different from the community here in the United Kingdom for a lot of people um, you want to get you want to support a team that has loads of ups and downs and stuff like that so I have followed a couple of other teams you know when I got really got into it, started to watch a lot of documentaries, uh, follow a lot of American journalists. Just I like I like sporting projects. So whenever a team would bring in a new head coach, who had a new direction, I'd say, all right, let me follow these guys' results and, and sort of want them to do well. Or I found a personality, usually around coaches, and I thought, oh, I like this guy, I like the cut of his jib. Hope hope the team does well. I'd start following following their results. Yeah. Funnily enough. Um, one of the teams is, is the Texans with Bill O'Brien, a big fan of Bill O'Brien as a person and the things that he's done. So I always want, want the, the Texans to do well. And obviously the position that they were in, uh, picking high for a few years as well. Some of the players that they, they have brought in have made it exciting to watch, but uh, they've turned things around. Um, that is what's fascinating because of course you, uh, as a as a presenter, as a broadcaster, cover a lot of sports, football, mm. you know, and running the kickoff show and talk sport, of course, and you get into, that's primarily a typically football. Mm-hmm. So looking at the, the comparisons there, that is something that is, and you've alluded to that with the Patriots and the Texans, mm. you know, perfectly. The Patriots, it shouldn't happen. You shouldn't have this perennial contender. No. It's meant to be peaks and troughs. And conversely, though, you have a team like the Texans, the Browns, theoretically, that are in the doldrums for X number of years, but don't worry, fans, because it will turn around. Mm. Very different, of course, to football, where you could be supporting a team. You could be a Sunderland fan, you know, yeah, yeah. diehard, rabid fan base, and find yourself, what, in, in League One and, and seemingly, you know, trapped in League mm-hmm. One. That doesn't happen in the NFL, usually. No, absolutely not. It, listen, franchise sport, I find slightly awkward, having grown up in the United Kingdom, the idea of it... For me, there's almost not enough at stake. I mean, you see the way the Dolphins have started the season, two games in, three games in, people saying, look, it's a write-off. Talking about next season, for me, that's not following a team. That's not supporting a team. That's not what sport's meant to be about. Players shouldn't want to leave after three games in a, in a season, particularly in a sport like American football, where the season's as short as it is in terms of the number of games. Um, in terms of the projects and the coaches of different um, and teams that I've liked, you know, I, recently I was hearing someone talk about the sort of greatest sportsman of all time, who's the GOAT in terms of team sports, talking about Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky and and who um, Tom Brady, for example, and who they've had to support them. The argument was, you know, Tom Brady um, has done it all on his own. I think it was Skip Bayless saying, right. you know, this guy has got to won six uh, finals with six game-winning drives. And, and, he, and he never really had, a, you know, a big, a big, um, secondary player to support him on that yeah but but my feeling towards it is he had bill belichick all the way along that was the consistent a a coach can make that much of a difference um for a side you know i've i really i say i liked the the um the browns when hugh jackson was there i didn't i really wanted them to do well because i really wanted hugh jackson to do well because i'd like to see a coaching project a, a project from the front office gm a direction go somewhere i like to see that sort of project i mean it's probably a dream job of mine to work in a front office of, of an American sports team because I find it so 
incredibly interesting and fascinating you know the war room you know every small detail around the infrastructure the, the gym you know the, the sports science and of course the, the recruitment of players something that I've always been interested in and would love to do more than anything else is recruit players for a team because I just love to see the way that a team says we have this need this is our play you know you, you look at Daniel Jones and the criticism that the New York Giants got listen it hasn't currently it hasn't worked out perfectly we don't know if he's going to be an Eli Manning type character it's extremely early doors right but the criticism that they got they saw a need and a specific type of player that they thought not just one that would fit but that they could get that other teams wouldn't be looking at in the same way as they they did it could well work out brilliantly and if it does that's the sort of thing that as, as a sports fan I find yeah, really interesting. I couldn't agree more with with uh, with um, Danny Dimes officially now from the rest of the season. <laughs> how we're calling it. Uh, some shows they're going straight to Dimes. I've noticed, uh, uh, but I totally agree with the point that the uh, situation trumps everything, right? And he's probably not the best quarterback, the most talented quarterback in that draft, but he could be the right quarterback for the Giants. And so, if that's what you're thinking, you have that conviction. You know, teams play different styles of football. The quarterbacks are going to thrive in different systems. So if they think he was the right fit, absolutely should have taken him. And it was the same thing with the Amari Cooper trade, which I go on and on about, so I'm not going to bore the hell out of our <laughs> listeners bringing it up again. But it's the same principle. If it's the right fit, mm. then the deal will, you know, it does make sense. I agree totally on that. You mentioned the Dolphins, and I want to get into players holding out, mm-hmm. players requesting trades, and player power generally, because it seems to have reared its head more than in recent memory in the NFL. It's not a brand new thing, of course. There's a history of this over the years, some more successful than others as far as the players are concerned. But it seems to be more prevalent than ever. Do you think that it is justified for a player to essentially hold his hands up and say, I'm not playing for you until I get a better deal? For me personally, you know... in, in the sporting context, I think co- contracts need to be honoured. You know, if people are going to sign contracts and clubs are going to pay them, you're, you're being paid to play. Um, the complexity, I guess, there in the NFL is particularly with rookie contracts, though. So when yeah. the CBA, the most recent CBA, was negotiated, the idea that rookies are coming into the NFL being paid a ridiculous amount of money before they've even taken a snap, that's not fair on the vets. So they reverse that essentially mm. the trouble now of course is you get a rookie coming in yeah. within within one season in many cases yeah. but with a couple of years they're playing at an elite level mm. and they're trapped in this long-term contract yeah. I, i've always found that to be oh, disgraceful is a strong word but one of the least explainable positions in sport because it's quite apparent that rookies are owed a lot of money from their time in college. You know, a lot of the the number one, the first round picks are playing at huge universities that are bringing in a huge amount of revenue. I mean, we're talking billions of dollars. They are being compensated with scholarships in many cases, but in reality, they're not being compensated financially. And that would probably for many of them go well beyond the price of, of their education. Um, so when they come into the league, to put another restriction on what they can earn, for me, is a bit perverse. You know, they've now reached the elite level, beating records every season. You know, that's when you think, do, how much does the NFL and the owners, how much do they really value these players? You know, well, I think they genuinely think that someone else will come off the... Yeah, in most uh, cases they do. And we, yeah. we, you know, we know this as well with the, the structure of the contracts the, and the guaranteed mm. money element, which is, you know, compared to the NBA, for example, is is completely different. And there are so many examples of players that are cut because of the salary cap and they're going to cost that team too much money when it's completely 
uh, unfair given everything they've given to that team and the level that they're performing. But mm. it happens because it's business and it gets done. It creates as well, I guess, this very uh, mercenary attitude on both sides. And you can, that's very different to football over here, isn't mm-hmm, it? That mm-hmm. when a player decides to move on and cash in in the NFL, in most cases, uh, specifically if he hasn't held out, uh, in most cases, fans are sympathetic with that and certainly not aggrieved by that. Mm. Whereas in football, in European football, it's fundamentally different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the idea of loyalty, I think, 32 teams is and such a short career in NFL as well for a lot of the players. Body gets destroyed. So you need to get that paycheck, which that big payday is one of the reasons you got into the sport. You know, you've reached a point where you're probably your mid twenties for a lot of them without, okay, they've made good money. A lot of them in the first few years of being in the NFL, but they haven't got that huge contract. Sure. Right? And, and it and goes it, quick. You think about, you know, they've got the agents, you've got the tax, uh, it, it, and also I guess the appearances to uphold. And that is not every player necessarily, uh, follows that route, but mm. a lot of them, there is pressure to, have the car to buy the house yeah. to look the part because yeah. it's it's the mindset of surviving in this elite league it's difficult to to navigate that as you say when you're 21 22 years old mm, and it's so easy to get cut it's so easy to be replaced it's so easy to be traded you know trading for me when I when I got into the NFL and American sport in general was always a difficult concept for me that a player could just be told that's it because I'm so used to not not loyalty necessarily but people trying to build their, their team and giving people a chance to improve and coaching. You know, I, I, I've said before around football teams, for example, in the United Kingdom, there has to be a point where the coach coaches genuinely coaches that some things take time, right? Some players might take a season in the NFL. You, you're not going to get a season. that luxury. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Big time. Okay. Let's move on to specifically Jalen Ramsey in that situation. Mm-hmm. Cause Ramsey, it's all going pear shaped, uh, as far as the Jags are concerned, he had flu earlier this week. Yeah. He might not play on Sunday. He clearly wants out, mm-hmm. but they're digging their heels in as well. Do you reckon the deal will get done? Do you reckon Ramsey will go? Uh, it, it depends what he wants. You know, some people, they, they... And what the Jags want for him, I guess, as well. Yeah. Two first rounders. I think that makes a lot of sense. Oh, for, yeah. For it's one of the best players yeah. in the sport. I mean, so, you can't, yeah. you can't give him away cheaply. You know, it doesn't matter how much noise he makes. He's a huge commodity for that side. You can't let him leave for a poor deal, you know, and that's down to the front office to make sure they get the best possible deal. In terms of why he's unhappy or, or why he wants to leave, you know, listen, there are, there are, the franchise sport has always shown, especially the NFL, that you might be a team for a while where you're the star, the big fish in a small pond, the one that, that's consistently performing at a level that their teammates don't add up to. You know, the system is there to, to help sides that don't finish well. Uh, get the best, the pick of the best players for the next season. So you have to, in many regards, you have to wait it out if you're one of those players. Um, the Jags had changed their tune a bit because if, you know, when Foles went down and they thought, God, there's our season done and mm-hmm. then Mitchie's come in and actually, well, you know, maybe we're contending after all. Maybe we, but you, but you, need play, you need players like Jalen Ramsey. That's what I mean. They're rather, yeah. you know, if, if they were 0 3 at this stage and not at the races, they might be more, uh, open-minded to, to dealing him. But mm. now they think they're contending. The last thing they want to do uh, is dealing. I wonder if Jalen Ramsey just look, just might want a new, another big contract to stay, make him happy. And I, and that's what I mean. I think there's a little bit of politics involved right. here. I don't yeah. know if Jalen Ramsey's in that position where he's genuinely saying, I could never play for this team again. He, yeah. I think, I think it's a case of, right. If I'm going to really genuinely be the guy for the Jacksonville Jaguars again, pay me up even more 
let's get into our picks, our week four picks. We'll start with the Jacks, right? So they got uh, uh, the Broncos on the road in Mile High. Uh, as we, uh, you know, established season back on track with that win against the Titans, their defense, uh, well, uh, I was about to say back in business and then some nine sacks against Tennessee uh, last weekend. Do you think that the balance of this side with the issues with Leonard Fournette in particular, who's just not mm-hmm. living up to his potential, mm-hmm. is strong enough to be a playoff team? I mean, I think they're one of those that they could be on the, on the cusp of it. Um, let's see what Minshew's got, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. There's a bit of a buzz, you know, and it, it seems to have been in the past the team that can go on, on confidence and, and energy. Very much, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's up to the players that are out there at the moment to try and, try and build that. I, I don't necessarily see them as like guaranteed um to make it because obviously you're pinning it all on a, a young guy, but he seems to be enjoying himself. The relationship with the other players seems to be working okay at the moment. If that improves, they could string a couple of a few results together and they could make it. Uh, it's a really good point you make about the Jags being, uh, they are probably the de facto momentum team. Mm. just absolutely streaky. So going into Denver, terrible start for them. Mm. They, they, they've got to fancy their chances on the road. I'm picking the Jags for this. Which way are you going? <laughs> it's cause it's on the road. It's a difficult one. I think it'll be, it'll probably be a tight game. And that road as well, mile high is yeah, never yeah. an easy place to go yeah. with the altitude. I think it'll be a very tight game. Um, I'll probably go for the Broncos by like a couple of points. Okay. Oh, sneaky. I like that yeah, game. Yeah. Getting uh, the differential in as well. Let's go Bucks Rams next. Um, it is a frustrating game for Tampa Bay against the Giants last weekend, wasn't it? Cause they, they should have won it. Um, they are in that hole now where their season is very much on the line. They're mm. going to go into uh, LA and beat one of the best teams in the NFC, I think, to have any credible chance of uh, of getting back on track. Uh, and the Rams looking good, right? Yeah, not not, very good. not perfect, not flawless, but we've seen the importance of Cooper Cup in that offense. Yeah. They seem to have uh, that balance again. The only thing I did, didn't like from what I saw last weekend was, uh, listen, he said, you, you don't want to criticize Jared Goff too much because he's got so much talent, but he just, there were a couple of occasions where he just didn't step up and out of the pocket when it opened up for him. And I mean, it was like, you don't have to wait that long for the throw. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to try and tell him how to do his job, but I just thought, there were a couple of occasions where there was a lot of yardage there and listen, they're such a good team. So now you're, you're, you're talking about perfection levels. Um, he does divide opinion though, Goff. I mean, if you yeah. look at his numbers last year, they were, they were elite level. And I know that because McVeigh is, is literally in his ear, mm. uh, uh, that definitely holds people back. I think from putting him in that top bracket of quarterback. Mm. Also, I think that a lot of this is, slightly superficial that if because he's not the most dynamic athlete compared to mm-hmm. some of his contemporaries and his game maybe isn't as rounded in that respect then i think that works against him as as well i think people are, are too down on golf i think but what we're yet to see and uh, the super bowl is maybe an unfair uh example to say you didn't step up when it mattered but he didn't step up when it when it mattered so we're yet to see that i haven't seen I, I think of um, that video of Kirk Cousins, you know. Right. How do you like that? You yeah, know. It, the, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
what I haven't seen yet from Jared Goff is that sort of uh, Kirk Cousins vibe, that energy, you know, on, 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 good, on, right? on a, exactly that energy on a couple of big wins. But really, it's the underlying confidence of just man, almost like arrogance. You know, that's the thing that you really want to see from you. Watch Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And I'm not going to call the guy arrogant, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he feels the juice. Yes. And I don't know if Jared Goff even feels his own juice right now. Well, that's probably the wrong term to use, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? <laughs> We're all at it. I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, Jared, you should be the man. This team around you, there's a lot of talent. It isn't just about um, relaying what the coach is saying yes. through you into the rest of the team. It's like he talks to you and now it's you to the rest of the team. These are your teammates, right? Yes. It's yeah, not all yeah. about the instructions. It's about really taking hold of what you've got around you. There's yeah. some great pieces around you, yeah. some incredible players, but we all know how important the quarterback is. And I just want him to puff his chest out and be like, I'm Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, you know, That's yeah. what he needs to yeah. do that, more, in my opinion. Uh, that's a fair shout. Uh, are you, any chance for Jameis Winston here, or are you, no. you going Rams? No, Rams. We're both agreeing Rams on that. Yeah. Seahawks-Cardinals, interesting. Uh, you look at the Seahawks loss last week against the Saints without Drew Brees. There were some questionable calls there from Pete Carroll, of course, which uh, some people suggest cost them. Uh, but Russell Wilson is playing lights out once again. Arizona, very much a transitional team. So a difficult game to pick in a way because mm. we still don't really know uh, enough about Kyler Murray yet and the sample size that, that we've seen. We know the offensive line isn't protecting him. Sacked eight times mm, last mm, week. So the Seahawks will be licking their chops there. Seattle on the road in Arizona. Which way are you going with this? I think the Seahawks, I think it'll be tight again. Uh, I think it'll be entertaining. I just get the feeling that it might become expansive for a while and we get to see some of what uh, we already know Russell Wilson can do, but Murray can definitely yeah. do, moving his feet, hopefully. And Kingsbury as well, right? You know, this yeah. guy came into the league, that this tag team of we're going to see explosive football and yet to see that. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping that they both try and open out. It might be a very, not high scoring game, but certainly a lot of yardage and an open game and hopefully red zones they can convert and we, we might get a classic. And you take in the Hawks? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm with you on that as well. Me too. Browns Ravens are fascinating game. Yeah, that's, that's my game for the week. Is it is your great. game of the week? Yeah. Or let's key looking in on that. To it. Why is it your game of the week? What are you most looking forward to seeing? I just think things haven't come together quite in the way that either side would have wanted just yet. I'm I'm so interested to see how Mayfield and Jackson, you know, that's a, a matchup. I just the the two the two talents, the, the two different personalities. So um, if you could, if you going back to your, your chat at the top mm. front office, this is Hugh in fifteen years, and you're running yeah, an yeah. NFL franchise. You could pick one of those quarterbacks to build your team around. Who would you go with? <sighs> I mean, it's 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 for me, it's a difficult one, but I think the arm of Baker Mayfield and the, and the more uh, listen, you know, it's not a huge guy or anything like that. But the more classic style rather than the running style. Um, and again, uh, you know, he puffs his chest out a little yeah. bit more as well, Baker Mayfield. For me, he's got to rein it in a little bit. Yes. Um, he's probably puffed it out a bit too far. Uh, ruffled some <laughs> feathers for a lot of people. But yeah. I think genuinely, if, he, if his head switched on, I almost think he should get, you know, look, the, the line's not protecting him as much. He's hanging on to the, both these quarterbacks, but, you know, Mayfield in particular hangs on to the ball yeah. far too long. Yeah, and he, yeah. and he, he's got that far gunslinger vibe yeah, yeah. where he forces the issue and that is electric when it pays off but when it doesn't you just you know when he's throwing it to triple coverage yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. tearing your hair out yeah I, 
I really like Jackson, but I, I won, you know, if, if I was saying like, who's going to be our next Tom Brady, I'm just, I wouldn't pick the runner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think he will, you know, eventually he's going to get some big hits and, and, you know, he, listen. He's, he's shown it, more this season than hasn't he? That he's going to throw yeah. it. Yeah, he has. But, but has he shown the accuracy? I think in the first couple of games, yeah. admittedly against weaker defenses. Yeah, he yeah. did. I think, you know, there was difficult last week against the Chiefs, but, you know, he kept them in it. Do you think he's got the better arm of the two? No, I don't think necessarily no, yeah. he's got the better yeah. arm of the two, but I do think he's got a better arm than a lot of people think he has. Mm-hmm. I think he's demonstrated that, but, uh, and also I think if you, your point about Mayfield and his moxie and his swagger, like mm. I totally get that. And, mm. Yeah, maybe it is over exaggerated at times off the field, but on the field, yeah, players want to play for him and, and it's galvanized a really, really jaded Cleveland mm. franchise. But at the same time, I think if you look at uh, how the Ravens got back into that game last week against the Chiefs, I think it's not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, an issue for, for Jackson either. So it's a really fascinating matchup. One stat I saw that. Uh, and props to Tom and our team for, for wheeling this out. I can't take any credit for it at all. Baker Mayfield against teams with a record of 500 or better here. What do you think his record is? Uh, he's won every game. One and six. One, oh, one and lost six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, it's a, it's a, it's a sample size. <laughs> well, I, I, listen, I think it's going to be the game of the weekend, yeah. but I don't think the Browns, I, I actually don't really give them any chance of winning. I just think it's going to be a really good game um, and, and just a contest that I'm intrigued to see. But I think the Ravens You're taking will, the Ravens. Yeah, I think the Ravens will win it. Is that the Brown season done then if if they lose that? I think it might be. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean it's gonna be very difficult to turn it around. Statistically from yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. I'm taking Baker for the win. Oh I'm really? Not, I think they kick start things. What, yeah. what how? I think they have to. I think it's because they're you know, I think they're in last chance saloon in that respect, and I think that he's the kind of player that will rise to that. I think Chubb has got a decent chance of getting some ground game going as well against the Ravens. Um, and I, I think Freddie Kitchens for the long term, I'm not buying uh, him as a head coach, mm. a credible head coach. But I think given all the preseason hype, given all the expectation about the Browns, I think it does come down to they have to win this game. I think they know that if they don't, they're in, they're pretty much kaput. So I think that will be enough to... Uh, to drive into the win, but it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. I, I, and yeah, I don't feel wholly confident with it, but I want to believe <laughs> they can get it done. What about your New England Patriots against the Buffalo Bills? Is, is this a game, and it's in Buffalo, statement game for the Bills if they can get, at least even keep it close, right? I think that's what we want to see, keeping it close. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, the Patriots, of course, have shown their talents already and everyone's saying, look, it's their Super Bowl to win. I think eventually the team will show that they're up, they, they, they will have some, you know, they, they can't have the perfect, uh, week every single week. And they showed with, with what they conceded last weekend that people, teams make mistakes. Yeah, you know, they, right. You can get, you can get after a team, you can get a result, you can get, you know, the extra seven, ten, even three points you need. The, the extra two points instead of a one point conversion that you need to get past them if you can really keep things tight. The difficulty is it's, you know, it's like surgery at some points, you know, um, Tom Brady started the season so well, you know, you look at him and you just think he can't be that old. He can't yeah. be it's this old, you know. Are you frustrated uh, about the fact that, I mean, I know they brought Stidham in towards the tail end against the Jets, but are you frustrated that Brady, you've got to start using him in the same way you know, cautious or conservatively in the same way that, you know, Ronaldo at Real Madrid and LeBron, you know, they're, they're, they're pacing their seasons. Mm. The Patriots don't seem to be doing this with Brady. He's playing virtually every snap. He doesn't get hit too much. True. And he hasn't, you know, uh, I don't know what the sack number is over the course of his career. 
but he can't have been one of the most sacked that compared to like Roethlisberger. Yeah, exactly. Sure. He's right. taken much less damage. Um, yeah. And I think he's one of those guys who he leads the team in such a way. He he also would be you know you've, you've seen you've seen what's happened to Eli Ma- Eli Manning right. being taken away, and I know he's lost the starters job, and Tom Brady's not going to lose the starters job. But at this early point in the season, if you're using Tom Brady such a small amount, then people go, is this his last year? And I don't think Bill yeah. Belichick would, would let those conversations happen. I suppose they don't mean that as much as they're winning 30 nothing. yank him out of the game. You know, don't uh, let, yeah. I see yeah. what you mean. I see what you mean to protect him in that way. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't strike me as the sort of guy that would be happy and keep yes. his, and keep his attitude if he gets pulled out of the game. I just don't see him as that sort of guy. I think... Yeah, that's a good point. He's an odd character, but we yeah. see him amped, so amped, so often. Yeah, the way yeah, he delivers yeah. it is sort of corny all the time. But, <laughs> you know, he, he does have that quarterback energy, you know, still at his age. He's got that chip on his shoulder still from not being drafted or being drafted so low. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think they, they need that. He's the mm. leader. Uh, I'm going Pats on the road. Yeah. You have to, right? Yeah. yeah you yeah. have to. Chiefs Lions. This is my game of the weekend. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the Lions. Are seriously underrated. Now, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you on that. You with me on that? Now, a, a good friend of mine, uh, who's a, a journalist broadcaster for a rival network. So we'll just call him Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam will be listening to this. And I actually played football with him last night and he was berating me for not talking about the Lions enough on the show. And I said, mm. we think we have. I think we talked about the Lions a fair bit. Apparently not. And he's, uh, uh he's right. Uh, I don't think we have given them enough. Uh, pay them enough lip service. And, and I think that's remiss because I think they are sneaky good. Mm. I think Matt Patricia is really coming on as a head coach. I think everyone was very quick to write him off. Yeah. Uh, he comes from obviously the Belichick stable and not mm-hmm. every Belichick lieutenant has, in fact, many haven't succeeded as a head coach, but I think he was a defensive uh, genius there. And I think he's bringing a lot of that to the Lions offensively. Matt Stafford hasn't been sacked in two last mm-hmm. two games. He's been mm-hmm. sacked. Stafford still right up there as a quarterback. I think the Lions are a definite, definite contender for a playoff berth. So this could be maybe tighter than some people are suggesting, I think. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it comes down to how far Pat Mahomes can move the Chiefs down the field. Uh, I think if they can restrict him to short passes, it's an obviously very difficult thing to do with an arm like his. Um, but, you know, they're away from home, right? So... yeah. I agree with you. I think it could be tight. I just think the start in particular, the, you know, yes, that's get it. it, get it into the Chiefs heads earlier, Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes head that you're not going to get any joy stretch trying to stretch it. Yeah. So if they can keep the yardage down that they concede, of course, they're stating the obvious, but if they can quickly give the impression to the Chiefs that it's not going to be, uh, let's go, go, homers down the field, 60, 70 yard throws, that's not going to happen. So those, Deep defensive back. Plan B, yeah. I mean, they've got a big job on their hands, but they have to start the, the game extremely well. I, um, I just picked up Matt Patricia and a defensive mm-hmm. genius, uh, against Andy Reid. So when he was the Patriots defensive coordinator, played Andy Reid at the Chiefs twice, allowed over 40 points in both <laughs> of those games. So that slightly concerns me. Yeah. I not, <clears throat> I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I do think it's going to be tight. I still think the Chiefs win it, but I still think the Lions mm. make the playoffs. How about that? So I'm taking the Chiefs for the game, okay. but long-term prognosis, Lions in the playoffs. Do you think it's going to be a tight, high-scoring game or low-scoring? I think, well, the Chiefs give up big plays that, yeah. you know, their pass defense isn't the strongest. So I think I, I can see points on the board, yeah. I, will it be a, probably won't be a dissimilar game, I think, to 
the one we saw last week against the Ravens. So around the same kind of level, whatever that was, what, 60 odd points, was it? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think I see points on the board. What about Good. you? No, I mean, I, I, I just wanted a reason to look forward yeah. to it. <laughs> okay. If you said it was going to be a low scoring game, I would have disagreed, but, um. <laughs> check in with me next week when it was 14-6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've got egg on my face. Uh, who are you picking though? Uh, I think the Chiefs, Go uh, Chiefs. tight game. Okay. Um, Panthers, Texans. Who, who do I think will win? Yeah. I mean, Carolina, it's, it's a difficult stage for them at the moment, isn't it? But um, they're believing now with, you know, with Allen in there. Mm. And I was chatting to a, um, a Charlotte, uh, beat reporter, you know, Panthers beat reporter from the Charlotte Observer, I think it was on a, re- on the radio show, Sunday radio show. And he was saying that it could be all change for Carolina, really? uh, this summer because Newton, Romavera, the GM as well could all go. Oh yeah, and I mean they've got a pro- if Allen keeps on balling like he did last week, they've got a problem I think with when Cam comes back. I mean it, you know if he gets them back into contention, I think that could be a, a genuine mean, if, controversy. If Cam Newton gets the sort of all clear docks, this guy's back to one hundred percent full health, and he's got again that energy exuberance that he brings to the game. Yeah, it's going to be very very difficult he, not I mean, to start him. But let's just I mean, say Allen's Kyle Allen's yeah, five. Yeah, sure. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm paying an extreme picture, but let's just say he plays lights out five six games and he's balling. I mean, yeah, that's going to be tricky. I mean, yeah, in sport, you know, if you get your opportunity, you take the chance and you earn it, then then you know he deserves to stay in. But that yeah. means that Cam Newton will definitely be leaving if they yeah. put him back in. They will find a suitor for him, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. He will find a suitor. Uh, just one line on the uh, Texans offensive line, which gets a lot of criticism. And uh, like we were saying with, uh, you know, with Baker Mayfield, at times sacks aren't always on the offensive line. If the quarterback's hanging on to it for too long and Mayfield is there, you know, has an issue there. Watson, Deshaun Watson does as mm. well, but it's getting better. So sacked, uh, 74 times since 2018. Uh, week one, six, six sacks. Then it dropped to four. Only two last week, so things getting progressively better <laughs> as far as that's concerned. Uh, the Panthers want to want to bring the pain. I'm picking the Texans for the win here. Home field advantage. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Okay. I like Texans. All right. Yeah, I mean, you, you like the Texans as well, mm-hmm. so we're picking them good because you're in the building. Uh, Raiders Colts. So yeah, the Raiders sneaky better than we thought they'd be. Yeah. And the Colts, I suppose, similarly, when Luck went out and, and say goodnight, uh, Andrew Luck. We thought, well, there goes the playoffs, but Jacoby Brissett mm. is stepped up. Yeah, do you know, I think there were two camps over that. There were a lot of people saying, don't underestimate Jacoby Brissett. He can play. He's proven it already. Ex-Patriot, of course. Yeah, ex-Patriot, of course. I think, I'm, I'm hoping he has a good season. You know, I talk about sort of those coaches earlier on, players, different things that I follow in sport. Yeah. Um, Brissett's one of those players whose story it is one that you, you're like, I want this guy to do well. I want things to work out for yeah, him, right? Definitely. So, um, I'm hoping, you know, that, that the Colts end up having a very good season with him. He keeps the job. Um, they haven't played too badly. Yeah, right. Um, so I, you know, the Raiders is an opposition. I, I saw some positive signs last year that run, um, Jacobs, you know, he's been playing well. Waller was, yeah, was fantastic Waller. last week. But ultimately, you know, if you're going to throw to him that often, if he's going to be probably your only, you know, solid, consistent person receiving, and then this week he can expect a lot of attention and that might detract from him. So you've got to go, I think, Colts at home. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton, keep an eye on him. He's an injury down, of course, a big mm-hmm. part of that. Tyrell Williams uh, is, is stepping up for the Raiders and I might sneakily put him into our fantasy pod. That drops tomorrow, Saturday morning, incidentally, if you want to get involved with a bit of daily fantasy. So I'm both going, both going Colts. 
Yeah. Picking the cops on that one. Chargers Dolphins. Do we need to spend, spend much time <laughs> on this? Melvin Gordon back, of course, in the Chargers. That's the big story talking. Yeah, yeah. Holdouts. Gordon is back and, and could well see top. Yeah, I mean, again, this is what I say about players just needing to understand where they are if they're going to hold out. Um, the good thing on Melvin Gordon is that he's understood where he sits now with the holdout and yeah. the full season probably wouldn't have been good for him and whoever's advising him. Look, for me, if I was an agent, I'd always want my player to be out there on the field proving how good they are. Um and if that's going to help him get his big contract, then so be it. I hope he, I hope he does. Yeah. And I hope he, he has a good season. You know, I'd rather see it far, far, far more from that angle than he sits out the entire season to get that deal. It's got to hurt though, doesn't it? When he looks at, you know, Zeke getting paid and, mm. you know, in his head because he's an elite athlete, he thinks I'm at that level or, or thereabouts. And then the deal isn't forthcoming and, and he has to come back, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, again, it's all about where you are. You know, if he was that guy at Dallas, then he might have been right. paid already, but right? He, he's not. He's at the charges. Yeah. They have a different front office, a different opinion on his talents than he does. And that means he, he has to wait. But the good thing is he's realized the best way to wait it out is to play. Yeah. Okay. Both, I'm guessing, picking yeah. the Dolphins, the Chargers <laughs> in that one. Uh, Danny Dimes uh, hosting the, the Redskins. That's a tasty yeah. follow-up start for him. Yeah. Um, no Saquon Barkley, of course, for the Giants. So massive loss for them. But, yeah. uh, but they might rely on, on Danny Dimes again. You know, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, you want you need you need a strong run game, I think. But um, the, the the pressure that he's had on him may well dissolve after that performance last week. You know, it, right? I hope maybe he is a confidence player. So many negative things were said about him uh, at Duke. So many negative things were said about him. Uh, in the draft, when he got picked, when he played preseason, even though he played well in plenty of those games, people were still trying to doubt him. And even though it was one game, you know, I think he, he can take a lot of confidence Big time. to say, do you know what? Right. I've proved them wrong in one game, but I'm going to make it proving them wrong all season. Yeah. And he might go very strong into that game. And I, I hope he does. Again, I'd love to see him do well just because yeah. of the, the sheer number of detractors, people losing their minds exactly about that. his his pick. I'd love it for him to have another another week where he performed at a, a high level. Yeah, me too. Both picking Giants on that as well? Uh, yeah. You can't I'm calling, a lot, I'm, calling, I'm calling a lot of tight games, though. I think it could be closer than people think. Yeah, okay. Uh, we got to rattle through the rest. Uh, I'm guessing he's going to get the look from Harry. Yeah, I'm getting the look from Harry. Titans-Falcons. Titans disappointing after starting so well. Yeah, and, yeah. and I had sure. Delaney Walker in my, in my uh, yeah, and it, yeah, a good start, but it's just, just, just falling apart. <laughs> so we'll go Falcons. Uh, 17 sacks the Titans have allowed uh, in the first three weeks of the well, season. Well, I had so. Marcus Mariota uh, as, yeah. my, as my second choice QB. I picked Daniel Jones as my final draft in the entire draft. And I genuinely said to my friends, by week three, He'll be the starter. Yeah, yeah, blimey, because yeah. I thought he'd take so longer. So Mariota's been often. dropped. Yeah, or benched ruthlessly. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not and, surprised. And here we are. But, but I didn't put Daniel Jones in last week. I mm. thought I'll give Marcus one Who's more Who's your week. other quarterback? Uh, my number oh, one. You play call- two. You play two quarterbacks in your I fantasy. play two quarterbacks. Okay. My, my, my number one quarterback's Deshaun Watson. Okay. My second quarterback uh, was Mariota. And He's now you've got Danny Dimes. Ah, nice sneaky pick. Happy with value there. Yeah, I bet. We've picked those. I'm seeing if they're Vikings, Bears, and old Cowboys, Saints. We haven't them. That's a hell of a game even without uh, Drew Brees. Uh, Vikings-Bears, I mean, I think a critical game, of course, for the NFC North. Uh, Dalvin Cook is playing lights out. Is he, is he an MVP candidate for you? Because obviously the MVP is typically a, a quarterback. I think AP was the last running back to win it. Mm. Uh, is Cook, he's on pace for 2,000 yards. You picked yards. another player from my fantasy team Here as well. I'm very satisfied at the moment. <laughs> That's a hell of a pick. Um, 
I think absolutely he could. I mean, at the moment, he's just... It's not even like he's running through people. He just looks untouchable Unt- at the moment. It's video yeah. game level. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, if he keeps that level up, the team keeps playing well, then then everyone should be, you know, it's the proof's in the pudding. Everyone should be open to it, definitely. And Kirk Cousins and his jingos. <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to get the win at Soldier Field? Um, it's still tight. It's still tight for me. It's, I, I find, you know, Ch- Chicago aren't the worst team in the world. I think... They haven't got things firing in exactly the way, but I think one of these things, you know, you, you get a feel for sport working it for so long. Um, and th- these next couple of weeks are when teams that we, we've written off almost might start ironing, ironing out, out some, some of the things. things. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not least because, and you know, it's something I want to ask you actually, and I know I can get the look from Harry in a minute, but really interested in your opinion on this uh, uh, as somebody who covers different sports. Pre-season in the NFL, mm. when starters hardly see any action, is that a mistake because there's so many players are rusty week yeah. one, week two? I think that's a, a massive mistake um, because it, the game is, it, it's intense, right? The game is intense. You need to be sharp, very sharp. You need to be match ready. Um, a game that's physical and contact, you need to be ready for the bruises. You yeah. know, you need to be totally up to scratch and practice of course and pre-season limits that amount of contact exactly. on top of the, the exactly games, exactly yeah. so i think to to not give them as many reps like i know people are going to try and set their quarterbacks i think a lot of the court, the first choice quarterbacks are maybe a different level to the, the second and third choices uh, and so you really do need to protect them but but other than that i think a players need need a little bit more time you know, even the Aaron Dolls of this world need more, more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. Just to get set. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking, I'm going to pick the Vikings on the road here. Yeah. I just think the Bears offense is going to get enough going. I'll agree. Okay. Fair play. <laughs> you, All right. Cowboys you, Saints. Um, the Cowboys. Uh, me too. Uh, yeah. Dallas is the Dallas Rams. Is that the M- NFC championship game? Do we think, do we think any other, there's any other competition at the moment based on what uh, we know? Again, you know, when I say, some teams start to figure things out in these next two, two or three weeks, right? Certain teams might be found out a little bit more as well. And I, I think Dallas have had that good start. Um, but I don't see them just rolling through. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns here. And I think, you know, if there's any club in the, any team in the NFL, uh, who the story can become so big so quickly. You know, if they lose a couple of games, it's one of those teams where everything's falling yeah, around, you know, yeah, yeah, falling yeah. down. Falling exactly, exactly. Right. And that will happen to them. I don't think they're going to, you know, win huge numbers of games. They might get nine or 10, I think. Um, but, but it's how they deal with those defeats. That's going to be the, the, I don't think that defeat will come this week. Picking Cowboys in, in New Orleans, me as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Monday night football, Bengals, Steelers. Oh, it's an ugly game. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> I'm like, what will the Steelers do? Um, you know, if they, if they play like they did before, uh, yeah, I don't see I mean, them too much. I wonder if they hang on to Mike Tomlin, do you think? I mean, if, assuming this is going to be a losing season, is he, because they've got such a history of not doing that, of course, mm-hmm. they're sticking by their coach and continuity. Um, you know, you know Big Ben, losing Big Ben gets him more time, I think. Yeah, know, yeah, as, yeah. As most coaches, point. you know, you lose, your first choice quarterback, you've what got, you a, pretty, you've got yeah, a pretty, yeah. pretty big excuse for not yeah. winning a lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> they should win their first this season now, I think on Monday. I'm picking Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right. Good work, man. A fight. It was a Danny Dimes level name. <laughs> there you go. I hope uh, so. If, um, I thought hopefully you'll be back and come and see us soon. But if our listeners want to check you out in the meantime, so you're anchoring kickoff on Talk Sport. Yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Exactly. I present kickoff. Uh, it's a lot of live 
football, English football, let's call it that. Um, a lot of League Cup, a lot of Champions League football, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, talking about all the big topics. Sky Sports News as well, of course, uh, here and there. The guy with the big beard, if you don't Look recognize out for him. Immediately. Uh, and on Twitter. Uh, at Hugh Wozencroft, H-U-G-H, Wozencroft. There you go. With the FedEx as well. To mm. wrap things up, we'll push that out on social as well to make sure uh, that you can follow Hugh. Good to see you, man. Thanks for dropping by. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thinking it was going to be good. Terrific to catch up with Hugh. And I'm looking forward to seeing him a little bit later on in the season so you're all set for week four gang apart from your daily fantasy which drops tomorrow morning me and the og i'll be with nikki bandini on monday to take stock of it all make sense of it all so we're uh, looking forward uh, to catching up with nikki she's making her season debut as well debuts all around they are all the rage big shout out to paddy power fantasy our terrific sponsors this season appreciate their support get involved uh paddy power fantasy there is a free to enter competition Top 1,500 players win a cash prize. It's a 1,000 pounds for first place. Head over to Paddy Power Fantasy. Get involved with that. And of course, our daily fantasy show drops tomorrow to get you set for that. Hopefully, we'll try and get you in the cash. Me and the OG back on Monday with Nikki Bandini. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.